Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Seatbelts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. Well, the three of us are back together. It's almost normal. We've got Richard on location. We'll get to that in a second. But good morning to you, Candace Warner. Good morning. What? And you know what? It is a good morning. The sun's out yeah. and um, I'm in a good mood. Are we getting older? Is it because we're getting older or is it colder in the mornings than it used to be? It's freezing. But I think we're just getting old. Seriously. Yeah, yeah but it is cold. It is Proper cold at the moment. Now, Richard Friedman proved something marvellous during the week, and I, I'm not dancing on him on his grave here, but um, he's been on a yacht for two weeks and has come back with COVID. <laughs> Even rich people can get COVID. Good morning, Richard. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Well, that's, mate, <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning, Candice. Richard morning, was sending Dan. pictures of his himself <laughs> on his to try and rile us up and was disappointed that we weren't taking the bait. No. No one responded. I sent some of my best. Are you okay for a start? Uh, I'm all right. My COVID's just a nasty cold. But, um, yeah, I'm fine. I got, no doubt. I didn't get it in Greece. I was sitting on a boat. On the No one around. It's just Sal and I. As soon as we got on an aircraft. Mm-hmm. You actually sound quite cute with the cold. Really? Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this, um, uh, there's, a, there's another side to this. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I'm with you, Rich. That yeah. sounded very... Uh, very sus. She did drive time yesterday. It's like she's come in yeah, barrel-chested, yeah. like all pumped yeah. up, you know, feeling oh, good about it. I saw her on the back page the other night. Oh, Wasn't here we go. Oh, I should have seen quotes from Candace during the week in Media Week. Oh, Dead Set Legends is nice, but I have higher ambitions. Oh, oh really? No, no, that's not how it was Bullshit. Put. That's exactly no, how it came across. It, it was, no. oh, you know, that's... it's nice, but I have bigger goals. I want to do something more than once. So I'll read them for you if you'd like. But I would like to do more than once oh, a week. I love geez. doing I love being in here every Saturday talking Just sport, a... but it's not enough. No, I'd right. love to be on with you guys put, every day. Oh, she called us, she called us her big brothers, Richard, her big brothers. Yeah, no. you guys don't say much nice about me. Triple M, this is the dead. We've got a thumper of a show today. <laughs> we love you. The Blues blow it in origin. Uh, we've got people now calling for Brad Fittler's axing. We'll read you uh, uh, one of the articles from today. Buddy Franklin lowballed. Um, Benji to coach the Tigers. We've got Cam Smith leading the British Open. We've got motorsport. And Candace is bringing a quiz to the show before she leaves us for oh. better shows. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Hey, today, um, uh, get to, if you're around the Georges River area, keep an eye on the Primo food truck. is out there at Coleman Park. It'll be uh, helping uh, to raise funds for the Georges River thistles. What's a thistle? Thistle's a plant. Okay. And you could get... uh, Hang on, that's the name of a team, the thistles. The thistles, they're spiky. They're, they're, they're. You know, don't touch a thistle; it'll, it'll make you. You know, it'll stab you. Well, then they could be called the cacti. <laughs> the Georges River, cacti. the Georges River, and you could stabbed. grab those bacon and egg rolls, the hot dogs, or even bacon on a stick. Now, why were they telling us about bacon on a stick before? They made us talk about hot dog balls. Bacon on a stick. Mm. Uh, it's all made with the Primo range of meats. They're mm, Primo, so uh, that's uh, the Primo truck. Um, obviously the big story of the week was Origin. Now, before we get into the nitty-gritty of New South Wales and what did they do wrong, Candice, I have some questions for you. As a mum... Yes. Here's the argument against all the violence on, oh, mummy's going to stop little Johnny Dan, from playing. Dan, yes, you're Richard. asking the wrong mum. I, I know what she's going to say. Well, <laughs> did your kids watch the game? First of all, no. It Why? was too late. Hmm. Well, you're useless to me. Um, <laughs> but did, seriously, it is too late because there was, I don't think it started until maybe 10 past eight. No, no. Too late. Uh, but would you have had any problem with your kids watching what happened? No, absolutely not. 
I bet if we took an open line of calls, mm. it'd be unanimous but women saying, yeah. loved it, yeah. more of it. Yeah. What did I tell you, Dan? It's state of origin. It's a phys- Rugby league is a physical game. And if you don't want to see that, go and watch AFL or, I don't know, go to the hey, opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, but don't I'm compare the about, AFL to the but opera. It, but it is a physical game. And you're going to, it, you have to expect that. Yes, it was, it was a brutal start to the origin, but... It's origin. I have to agree. I have to agree. I don't it, think... it's, it, it, it's a brutal game, and they, they started brutally. What do you expect? That's, but did, did it not feel like origin at its best? Absolutely. Yes. Now, we all agree. Feel bad for all those, the three players that the were. The stink, however, out. I have a problem with the, with the, the five. Well, this <laughs> is part, hang, hang on. This no. is part of the argument. No, yeah, but that's what I didn't like because. Um, they never landed a punch. Yeah, but Burton, he was in the headlock. That is not right. Being put in a headlock while Gagai was punching him, I didn't approve of that. But the physicality and the brutality of at the start, I'm all for that. Okay. That punching was perhaps some of the worst punching I've ever seen. I don't think one of them landed a punch, did they? Well, someone must they have missed. landed something because didn't Burton have a big shine yeah, on absolutely. his head? So how did then, did he get sent off? Hey. Why, why did he get sent well, off? Well, he threw a punch. That's the rule. You can't oh, yeah. throw a punch. It was self-defense. Yeah, but it's a, they've been doing it that way for, for 10 years now, eight years. Usually they send off the first, the, the third person in. They send them off as well, which is why well, Tino, Tino should have been on the sideline. Well. Tino, yeah. okay. Tino could have got 10. It would have been uh, 12 on 11. But let me read this. Uh, get the Daily Telegraph today because Paul Ken has written a thumper of an article. Whether you agree with it or not, he has... He's put him on the table. This is his article. Uh, I'll just read. I'll paraphrase. Brad Fittler should quit. When Fittler first took over New South Wales and brought his alternative training ideas to camp, it was tolerated because New South Wales won the first two series and confident Blues fans were tipping a dynasty. Since then, Fittler has lost two of the last three series, both considered unlosable, and every time the reason for it, questionable team selections has been a big part of the cause. The line is becoming clearer with each season that the game has become a game between patriots and mercenaries. Boy, oh boy. An allegation Queensland always labelled on New South Wales and which causes great offence to the Blues, as it should. Doesn't make it wrong, though. No, look, I don't agree with everything there. However, what I do agree with is um, the amount of changes that he makes compared to Queensland. So uh, there was a huge amount of changes after Game 1, where Queensland, they basically only make changes when, when necessary, in regards to like COVID or injuries. So I think there is make the, the right team in, to start with. Don't then go and make huge amount of changes. Kenny also wrote an article recently, I think it's in the last 24 hours, where he said, do you know what? I don't think New South Wales players, you know, feel the passion as much as Queensland. Really, Kenny? Do you think? There's just no way that they do. That the whole series is about Queensland. That's why the series was invented to suit Queensland because they kept losing all their players to New South Wales and couldn't win the interstate match. Well, so they made it state of origin. So the whole thing's about Queensland. In New South Wales, we lose the series, we, we're glum for till about 10 o'clock the next morning and then we've forgotten about it. In Queensland, if they lose the series, they have three days of mourning. Their whole identity is linked to state of origin. Well, In New South Wales, we're like, yeah. Rich, you need to say that to, to Andrew Johns. Uh, you know, he's basically saying that that theory well, is exception. an absolute myth. He's an outlier. All right, let's have a listen to Joey. Joey, can you put a finger on where you think it went wrong for you, South oh, Wales tonight? Just a big moment. Yeah. Just a big moment. And now we have to listen to all the bullshit you just go on with for the next 12 months. Yeah. Drives you mad. Fuels the, fuels the rivalry, though. <laughs> That's it. That's, uh, he's, he's had those... <laughs> He's had those toys out of the cop moments after Origin well, before. Do you know what? Joey is one bloke that you wouldn't question because yeah. he actually engineered uh, a series victory for New South Wales. He he is one of the new the I won't say few, but he is one New South Wales player who does have the same passion that Queenslanders do. In Queensland, it's their first team, not their club team. The new the Queensland State of Origin team is their number one team. One, I don't think that can be said in New South Wales. One triple three five three. If you want to have your say, but Joey, you know, he made a really good point. He said, "Where was this? It means more to them uh, narrative in Perth in the second half when New South Wales put thirty points on Queensland." He said, "I could, you know, show you guys walking around for Queensland." And um, so I have to agree with him that the fact that 
everyone's saying Queensland jersey means more than the Blues is a myth. It is a myth. Hang on. What's the record of Queensland in deciders? I don't know. Yeah, it's 11-2 in Brisbane. Um and overall, they're in front as well. I'll say this: yeah. New South Wales, the last three series Queensland has won, New South Wales has scored more points, mm. which yeah. goes to the, those who think, who go with this argument, can say, "Well, there you go. New South Wales win with flash, and when they win, they win by a cricket score. But when they lose, it's because Queensland win with grit." Well, yeah. I think Joe's hit it on the head. It's the big moments. And, and they just gutsed out the big moments better than you said. Could we South not Wales treat thing? them as country bumpkins that can't play football? Harry Grant's a damn good footballer. Cameron Munster, I know he wasn't there in game three. He won game one for them. Kalen Ponga, well, we saw what he's capable of. I mean, they're not, this is not um, a reserve grade team. This no, is but a arguably, good team. Arguably, they play better for Queensland than they play week to week. But well, just somehow a, find something. Well, some of them are playing for ordinary clubs and then they get to Queensland and they're surrounded by superstars. Well, that's you know, true too. But again, from what Andrew John said last night, which makes a lot of sense, he goes, it's insulting for the people who have bled for the New South Wales jersey, for the people who have put it on and got injured and put their heart on the line. He goes, it is extremely insulting. And, and I can see that. Well, he's one of them I that think did that. if Freddie decides to walk, and I think he Why might. Why doesn't Joey I, become coach? And I'm suggesting that will be, people will be calling for that and... He may just decide, you know what, bugger it, I'm going to do it. Freddie's won three or five. Okay, he's got a, a pretty good record, let's be honest. Uh, you know, uh, let's I bring think we're, back, we're let's, hammering him well, a bit too. let's bring back Joey. Let, I know Badiris is there now. Let's bring back um, Ben Kennedy. Let's have them all part of the coaching staff. Okay, Triple M, one, triple three, How five, three. do you want? <laughs> it's uh, the Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning, and we do it for the Mitsubishi Triton. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M, one, triple, three, five, three. People are having their say on why it went wrong for the Blues. Uh, it is a time to look elsewhere. Daniel from Wollongong has called us. Rich and Candace here with Dan. Uh, Daniel, the floor is yours. Fire away. Firstly, the, the journalists are saying that we don't have the passion. If you've never stepped onto the field, I don't think they rightfully have an opinion to comment on the passion of a New South Wales player. Uh, for starters, they've never stepped foot in the arena and they've never done done what these boys have done. And the second thing is, hats off to Queensland in that second half. Their best players, Ponga, Hunt, Cherry Evans, they all stood up in the big moment and they took the game away from New South Wales. That second half, the kicking game from them just basically just run us out of the game. We couldn't do anything. And by the time the, the clock ran out, you know, by the time Cleary tried to chip and chase, it was almost all over. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point about the kicking game because our kicking game went back to what it was in the first match, that, and that was a one-trick pony, one option. They knew where the ball was going. They put plenty of pressure on the kicker again, and, and you know, the kicking game just wasn't there. They've got multiple kickers. I mean, Ben Hunt kicked the, the 40-20, which, you know, was a turning point in the match. I mean, they've got multiple kickers in the game and they use them. We, we go to the one source and they know where it's going. All right, good on you, Daniel. Thank you. What were you going to say, Candice? Yeah, they also shut down Burton really well. I thought they, yeah. they did a really good yeah, job in containing him. Um, and just the thing on Freddie, he's done it for five years. You know, Gus, our greatest coach, never went that long in, in either of his stints. He was 92 to 96. Uh, or did he go to 97? I don't think he did, no. So five years. So five years is as long as he went, and then the second stint was about 02 to 04. So five years, he might have just had enough, Freddie. Yeah. So anyway. I wonder how much it is to do with the coach, Dan, because Mal Meninga, regarded as one of the great origin coaches, Mm. very hands-off as far as I could tell as far as people told me. Craig Fitzgibbon wasn't part of that origin um, set up this year. Mm. He's been there in the past and apparently did a lot of the work. So maybe that was a bit of the difference as well. does help have Rich, no knock on Mal, because he was a, had that aura. But when you've got Cam Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, not, boys, do your best. Boys, <laughs> do your best. <laughs> but, hey, they won eight in a row. He must who, have done something. Who, who was actually running the coaching there? Was it Cam Smith? <laughs> Cameron uh, Smith and uh, Millie Kagan Slater. And Neil Henry might have had something to do with it as well. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.
If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Uh, let me find my script. Well, I'll have to add lib here. Cam Smith, 13 under. 13 under at the British Open. Uh, he is on top. He played a phenomenal round this morning. I watched the whole lot. How could you go to bed? Like you couldn't go to bed the well, way you're sleeping. Well, because I'm sleeping all. I'm sleeping all day. No, so no, 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 Richard. I was being. Um, uh, he also broke heck, the record. Honestly, how could anyone who was watching while he was playing this yeah. hot go to bed because he no. was playing irresistible? His golf. thirteen under halfway total broke the thirty-six hole record at St Andrews. Yeah, he shot sixty-four overnight. Yep. Uh, he, he birdied the first three holes and he had a string of birdies in the middle, and then he eagled. I think it was the uh, the fourteenth hole, the par five. He made it in three. And he never had a bogey on the round. It was just a most magnificent round. His putter, mm. uh, it's like a magic wand. He just cannot miss with it at the moment. Yeah. Um, He's one of though. What about as well? Sorry, Adam Scott had a really – he had seven under in that round. Bogey free yesterday. as well. He was – I mean, he is looking good. Yeah. So he's seven under total as well. So he's in a tie for eighth. What I fear is that Cam can't play any better, and yet Rory is in third, only three behind. Cameron Young, who's a, de- a very good player, actually. He's 11 under, so he's second. So it's Cam, 13 under. Cam Young, 11 under. R- Rory, 10 under. Easy for me to say. Dustin Johnson, 9 under. Scotty Scheffler, world number one, 8 under. So he's going to have to keep going, Cam. He can't... Yeah. You can't no, just uh, uh, put the cue in the rack. He also said there's a lot of support there. There's a lot of Aussies there. Um, he feels good, but he just needs to be patient. He said um, it's going to get a lot harder and faster. Now, Tiger won't be there on the weekend. He finished, I think, 10 over. He says he's going to keep going. Should he, Candice? I have a bit of a theory Uh-oh. because I was watching him play last night, and every time he hit a bad shot, the you know the face scrunched up a bit more, the limp got worse. I think... He's just going to keep going until he gets an exemption to use a car, oh. and then he's going to start winning again. I think oh, it's a bit no. of a put on. No, I'm just saying no, he's We're not that doing from. that. You don't reckon? That's no. that's he's, completely left field. He's he's broken. He's just completely broken. He he had he's nine over and he missed the cut, but he only had one birdie on the day and he had three bogeys, and he was missing putts that, you know, eight years ago, ten years ago, he would just nail. Plan. Here's the problem. Jeez, it's cynical from you, Candice. Here's the problem. To to play and compete in majors, which is all he wants to do, you've got to, you got to play tournaments. Well, he can't play yeah. tournaments because his leg's stuck. But it might exactly. be all part of this plan oh, that no. he's got. <laughs> this is cynicism. <laughs> this is next okay, level well, cynicism. If, if it comes off, you know who to I'll give you 20 to 1 odds that okay. he will play. I'll buy you a diamond bike if okay. that's the okay. reason. Okay. Right? Uh, AFL, Western Bulldogs beat St Kilda 84-56. Huge game for the Swans. Uh, they play Fremantle. Is it tonight in no, the West? Tomorrow yeah, night. Tomorrow yeah, 5.30. A, yeah, t- that's West Coast time. So seven, Sunday night, that'll yeah. get a big audience. Um, if the they win, be a hard match too. The game that I'm looking forward to is GWS, uh, GWS versus Brisbane. But GWS stink. Yeah, well, they played really badly last week. No but... one cares about well, the Giants I'm just saying, in this city. I think I'm looking forward to that no. game. Well, you, you'll have the whole stadium to yourself. Yeah, good. Uh, you can one. have a whole bay. They'll even open up a, a, a canteen. to rub off on you. Hey? You're some, become real negative like You're rich. saying Tiger Woods <laughs> is faking a leg am, injury am I, so he can get a Am I not car. allowed an opinion? Oh, no. When That's you say it, it's an opinion. When you Uh-oh. say it, it's an opinion. When Rich and I say it, it's, uh, oh, how negative we are. You're <laughs> yeah, saying the greatest golfer we've ever seen is bunging it on. She's playing well, the gender card now. Hey, okay, let me, all right, you want cynical? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you cynical, right? Out came the soccer snobs during the week. So Manchester United are out here. They played Melbourne victory and, and beat them 4-1. A journalist asked someone from Manu if they saw Origin. Oh, my God, the Soccerati went berserk. How really? dare you? How, the, how <laughs> dare? And then M- Marcus Rashford, the United, I think he's skipping now, he committed the capital offence. Should be hung for this. He held an AFL ball. How dare anyone from the beautiful game, from the game that's so poetic and mystical, be forced to lower themselves to our backward sports? And I like soccer, what? by the yeah, way, but, but the snobs shit me. Yeah, and you know what's so <laughs> um, so wrong about that? Because when Manchester United tour, toured Australia, I think it might have been in 2013 or 2014, Manchester United went and watched the State of Origin out at um, ANZ, uh, a core stadium or whatever it is, yeah. out at Homebush. So they're... It's not a bad question. Yeah, They've been exactly. there before. Exactly.
Go but you're so defensive. Uh, uh, soccer's on the on the slide in Australia. Go and home. And, and they're so defensive about it. I, I don't know why. I like the game. The best thing I ever went to was soccer is Uruguay. It's an event that will never be matched, right, for me. But it's the snobbery. It's the, it's the, it's the, the, the disbelief from these people that football <laughs> in this country is not the number one sport, and it's cricket, and it's AFL, and it's rugby league. I know. <sighs> Triple M. And match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. That's it. We had a meeting at the start of the year with Richard. Great brands, great value now available in store and online at Bing Lee. Better living every day. I'm sorry. You'd never talk over the sponsorship credit. Bing Lee. Great brands, great value, great service. $100 Bing Lee voucher we're giving away. I was about to say. We had an idea to do this. Well, we're 26 weeks into the year. We finally are doing it. That's how fast we move here at the Dead Set Legends. I hand it over to Candice. Okay, so this is the first quiz that we've done. So it's a little bit exciting, but okay. So So this is Candy's quiz. This is is Candy's quiz, and it's all... um, Do you have been called Candy? Mind it. Okay. All right. Candy's quiz. All right. All right. Candy's quiz. So we have Scott. Scott, you there? Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so I'll start with the first question. Hang on, how does the quiz work? Well, whoever gets the most questions, right, wins. Isn't that how a quiz works? I I told you, Dan. But aren't Richard and I involved in this? You've involved us somehow. Yes, yes. You've got to explain this to the audience. Come on, host. (laughs) Okay, so Scott, I'll ask you the first question, and then I'll ask Dan you a question. Yes. Whoever gets the most questions right wins. But you don't get to win the prize, Dan. What? We're playing against against Scott. Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah. So Dan and I can theoretically win this. No, you can't because you're not in it today. So you're Edward right. and David okay. and Peter who are on hold, they're useless now. Scott's our contestant. There's <laughs> yes. only one contestant. Yeah. Well, this is a good start. Well, I don't make the rules up. Okay. okay, Scott. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Pete. Okay. Scott, who was the first try scorer in Origin 3? That was... Oh, blank. Oh, dear. Just oh, guess. Gone blank. Just I've say gone someone. Blank. <laughs> Cobo. Mm, uh, no. Sorry, it was Valentine Holmes. Jeez, no empathy from the host. Okay. Anyway. Listen, it's my first go. Give me a break. Okay. But okay. Just, just pretend that you care about the no, – li- you but want the listener to win the $100 voucher. to go. Oh, okay. Yours are, questions are hard. Okay. I warned you, Dan. Okay. Dan, who, who won the State of Origin Series in 1995? Queensland. How do you know that? Three nil. He, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, Scott. Okay. All right, Sorry, Scott. Scott. I'll throw the next so, one for you. So Dad's going to get the $100. No, he won't. No, no he can't yeah, win why it. why don't I okay. get it? Because you can't. Okay, Scott. Australia's Cameron Smith has this morning broken records and is currently in the lead at which golf championships? British Open. There you go, Scotty. you got Scotty. nothing to complain about, Scott. That was a gift. Okay. Oh, it was. Dan, which AFL star is likely to make his AFL comeback next year after the league dropped its vaccine mandates? Oh, jeez, oh, I have no idea. Uh, I genuinely have no idea. I was going to throw this question for Scotty. I don't have to. Which AFL star? Yes. I didn't know there was an AFL star not even pl- No, I'm out. Okay. Liam Jones. Okay. All right. Is he a star, Rich? Marginal. Okay. Okay. Listen, I didn't write the questions. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Jeez, look at her throwing people under the bus right. straight away. You are going to be on breakfast or drive time soon. Okay, Scott. Which NRL team is currently sitting at number four on the ladder? <sighs> that would be Para. Was that you, Dad? What sort of... No. Okay. No, no. It was Melbourne. Okay. Oh. Sorry, Scotty. Okay. No, no, no. No, it's not over for Scott. Because right. if wow. you get this wrong, yeah. it's a tie. Uh, and what happens if it's a tie? Scott wins. Uh, Scott wins. Scott can <laughs> yes, win. just we give it to Scott. Just give it okay. to Scott. Well, okay, well, let's ask the question first. Dan, okay, yes. what was the final score in the Wallabies England second test last weekend? Uh, so you get, you, you've, dev, you've dead said ask me questions you knew I wouldn't know, <laughs> which is very smart. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. England won. Does that count? 27 18. Oh, so close, 17 to 25. Okay. So it's a tie. So because it's the first time you've done this, Scott, <laughs> you can win the $100 Bingley voucher. Congratulations. Beautiful. You know what the question should be? Thanks very Scott much, Scott. Scott rings up and says, is that you, Scott? He says, yes. So, well, you win. 
Why is Richard not involved in this quiz? Why are you embarrassing me? I've been excluded. Do you know what I think we should do next week? We can have like a a phone a friend so that the person that is struggling can call you. Uh, Listen, you and Beck workshop it. (laughs) Okay. And I don't want the nasty calls about this show being late. That thing was a dog's breakfast. Good on you, Scotty. A hundred buck Bingley voucher, triple M. Dead set legends. Engineered beyond tough. Become a dead set legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. Look, Richard's tip is back, and and we have to address, you know, what's happened the last couple of months. Have Richard's tips won? No. But have they finished in the placings? No. But have they been very competitive? (laughs) Yes, they have. You tipped a thing off a boat a couple of weeks ago. It was a really good run, but it finished fourth. So it was a bad barrier. Go on, Richard. You know what the trouble with punters is? Like, you're always due to tip them a winner. You could tip them five in a row. The day you tip a loser, oh, the next time you're due. And it's, they're never happy. But well, anyway, Let's leave it in know that. You haven't tipped five straight winners. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. Pen's ready, everyone. Uh, I'm tipping each way today. Because uh, I got one in uh, at Eagle Farm today in race two, a horse called Port Noy. Okay. And uh, well, he's currently... A sports guy. That'll mean nothing to you. But anyway, continue. Well, Portnoy, wasn't it about the, the book, Portnoy's oh, Complaint? It was a very okay. famous book, got banned. Um, anyway, he's at $8 with a lot of bookies, and I think he, he's a good bet if they've got enough runners in that race. I, don't, I haven't seen the scratchings to see if they've got, you know, paying uh, third in. place. It's in. Yep. Okay. Well, then, no, I just want to see how many runners in the race. So no, they're no, going to pay it doesn't a third look like, placing. Okay. It's, it's top, uh, no, third dividend is in. He's in. Yes. Right. Well, I think he can run a, a place, and I think he could win. So at $8, I think he's not a bad bet. Race two, number five, Portnoy. Very nice. Thank you. Beautiful. You know, as Candice didn't, uh, wasn't chirpy, she had a cat go at the tip oh, section. Shocker. Worse. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Hour number two is a fired-up first hour and uh, promises to be as fired up in the second hour. Greg Rust will join us. Uh, now, Candace, don't think we've forgotten about your hubby and his teammates getting absolutely flogged by Sri Lanka during the week. Oh, I think we just got to move on. No, I don't think no, we no, do. No, 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 no. I no. don't think we do. No. Um, and next we're going to talk about Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall, our man, to coach the Tigers. One triple three five three. if you want to talk about that. Uh, first, though. We've been there. For it all, four and twenty, Australia's original fan food. Now the Dead Set Legends play of the week. Seventh Wimbledon, a twenty-first Grand Slam for this superstar player. That was the commentator. A dead. I can't say what I want to say, but I think he was very excited that Kyrgios didn't win. That was Djokovic, obviously, winning Wimbledon. Yeah. I'd, I'd, look, we could go into the whole Djokovic-Kyrgios um, thing. Um, Why would you mention them in the same breath? Well, really? they're in the Could same it? match. Well, you're talking about a bloke who's won 21 Grand Slams as a bloke who's been a finalist in one. Yeah, but he's also I mean, Australian, and only four Australians have won it in the open era. So let's let's what? give credit... Why do we due. talk about Nick Kyrgios? Because Nick Kyrgios and the timeline of Australian tennis or world tennis is a blip. He's just a blip. And in about 10 years' time, won't remember who Nick Kyrgios was. Do you know, there's probably been a dozen Australians make the final of a Grand Slam and 12, 10 of which of the 12 you probably can't remember. And he'll be one of them. Think of that for the quiz next week, Candice. <laughs> Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. We do it for the Mitsubishi Triton, Richard Friedman What's at home. What's funny, Dan? Hey. Why are we laughing? Uh, well, we're talking about the next segment uh, where you've volunteered yourself <laughs> for... Uh, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. You've volunteered <laughs> yourself for a job. But I'm just wondering if it's a PR stunt. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. It no, uh, it's not. We'll get to that. Uh, Do we like what the Tigers have done? So they've gone very left field. Tim Sheens will coach next year. In fact, the next two years. He's 72. It's Wayne Bennett territory. Hasn't coached in the NRL for about 10 years. But the big plan, I'll start with you, Richard, is that Benji is going to take over. No coaching experience. Uh, I think he's an excellent commentator. It's a bit sad we're going to lose him here at Triple M. Well, I don't know if we're going to lose him 
totally, but um, obviously now his time is going to be dedicated to the Tigers. So what do you make of what is a very left-field decision? I'll give you a tip here. Mm. Benji will be the coach next year right? because Tim, as great a coach as he has been, as you say, has been out of the game a long time and he's very senior. And I think he'll hold Benji's hand for the rest of the season and then next season, well, next season, at some stage, Benji will be coaching and Tim will stand aside. They're not going to last too long with, with Tim coaching, I don't think. That's my view. I don't, really, I don't mind the process. I don't really agree with you, to be honest. I think what they've said will happen. Um, I'm just surprised. I don't think that they needed to come out and say that um, Benji's going to take over as head coach in two years' time. That's what I don't think. I think they, he could have just said, we're going to sign him up as the assistant coach and everyone would have been like, fantastic. I think this, that is a PR stunt, the fact that they've come out and said that Benji's going to take over. Because but the Tigers have been obsessed with PR for 15 that's right. years. But we don't know. if Benji may not like coaching. He hasn't been Oh, here. I think he's got it in him. Yeah, but why do they need to come out now and say that he's going the to be the media. head? Yeah, I know but, what so you're So it's for the media of only. Of course it is. But, but in saying that, like, what were the Tigers' options? Right, there's no super. The first thing you do is you try and get a super coach, Trent Robinson, yeah. Wayne Cameron, Bennett, Cameron uh, Seraldo. They tried to get him. Well, I was going to say, let me get. Yeah, so so point one, you try and get the super coach. You're not going to get them. The, the best next cab off the rank is Cameron Seraldo. They're not going to get him. There's no. The, obviously, their current assistants are not. They don't deem ready. So the only thing they could do was left field and. Also, they've got to change, I hate using this word, but the branding of the Tigers is so damaged, no one wants to go there. They've got to do something completely uh, off reservation so they can change the perception of the club. Now, Benji has the respect of the kids, of all the, all the kids coming through. They love him. He's young enough where they all watched him play. Um, I think he's smart enough to do it because he had, if you remember the last few years, the magic had all but disappeared, the, the speed, the step. He did it with guile. He did it with brains. I think yeah. his, his passion is definitely there. And I think if you just have listened to what he said over the past week, I think it's um, – if he says he's going to be successful, I, th- I think he will. However, if he's being go- coaching under Sheens and mm. Sheens, you know, can't get the Tigers up and, and they don't improve – when Benji takes over, will he put his spin on the team or will he just coach like Sheens? No, he'll, he's a man. He's his own man, Benji. That's one thing I can guarantee. I'll tell you what about enjoying coaching. The, the, the one thing that will make you not enjoy coaching, bad players, because they can't be coached. So they've got to get a team together that's that's worthy of coaching. And then you'll get then the coach will enjoy the job. Otherwise, you get a, you know if you haven't got the cattle. I think this will help with their recruitment no though. This is not a bad time if you're going to take over the Tigers. This is not a bad time. They're getting Apicoros out next year. He's going to make the world a difference. And Isaiah Papali, he was again a star last night. That's a big step. They're going to be better next year than they are this year. Probably not top. Well, no, probably not top eight next year because they still need to sort out halves and there's a few things to fix up. But this is not a bad time to do it. And I'm with you, Rich. I, I would be shocked after one year. I, Sheens will go no. through a season. I reckon. Next, I don't think you'll next, get next season. In, during next season, no, I don't Benji think. No, I don't think but, so. you, but you know what, Wayne Bennett. All right, is the man manager? I bet Tim Sheens is the man manager next year. It'll be Benji, and I don't know what Robbie Farrell is going to be, but they'll be doing the tactics, and that is not something that is uncommon among NRL clubs. So, uh, yeah, and and if that's the case and it's successful, how long do you think a bloke like Benji or Robbie Farrell are going to stand by and let someone else take the credit for that? Not long. I they wonder what Tim Tigers Sheens, fans think. I think are they excited about all this? Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Quick comments on these. Buddy Franklin uh, has been low-balled by the Swans. That's the way it's been reported. Gee, Richie was on a pretty good wicket uh, for a long, long time without bringing a premiership. Massive, massive. massive. And, you know, when, when, you, when your contract runs out, it runs out. Now the Swans are just going to evaluate how much Buddy is worth to them going forward, and they're going to offer him this much. And, of course, Buddy's going to want more, and his missus is going to tell him, oh, you're worth more than that. And, of course, it was all going to be kept a, a nice, quiet negotiation until someone leaked it to the media. Um, you would have to Let think guess. that... Well, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but 
You can guess who. Well, who would when have the person's the quoted in the media in the article, you can guess they've had a hand in leaking it. But anyway, continue. Yeah, and uh, you know that that's just to engender other offers from other clubs, try and force it up. Oh, I think what will happen is there'll be a little bit of argy bargy. The Swans will give a little bit more than they they're giving now, and Buddy will. His, his sights will come down a little bit and they'll get together and he'll play another couple of seasons. That's what I'm tipping. There is no doubt, Candace, he still puts bums on the seats. Now, he mightn't have brought him a premiership, but he has made them a hell of a lot more than what he cost them. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But I think it comes a time where the Swans need to start promoting, you know, the likes of Chad Warner, who is just an outstanding talent, um, Isaac Heaney. So we can't just always just go buddy, 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 although he does generate so much. We do need to well, – the Swans need to start – you do need a full, guys. You do need a you do need a tall forward, which is what Buddy is. He's a very tall forward and he's very agile. Um, they're hard to replace, but I, I'm sure um, I'm sure they can you know get one of the younger players. There's a couple of players coming on there that might fill that role. They'll know what they're doing. The Swans, they're absolute geniuses at this. Well, they always, list management. They're some of the yeah. they're nearly the best in the game. But they always have a star: Barry Hall, yep, Tony Lockett, yep, Dusty. Yes, everyone's well, denying. They are yeah, denying but we're it. trying to speak it into existence here at the Dead Set Legends. Uh, quick one, and I don't have much time for this. Wallabies tonight, yes, at the SCG. Yes, yes or no, Candice, do they win? Uh, I think they will win. They need to start a lot better than what they've done in the last previous games. Um, the last game up at Suncorp, there was uh, 19 unanswered points in the first 35 minutes. So they need to start a lot better, but I think they can win. Okay, yes. Can you stick to the yes or no, please, Rich? Yes. Thank you. That's how you answer yes or no, Candace. Now, all right, here we go. Here we go. What is it you've done during the week, Candace? Well, I have a massive sweet tooth. I love my chocolate. I love my lollies. And I saw an, an ad for um, Alan's lollies were actually looking for some new taste testers. So what? I Hang thought... On, what is this? No, genuine. It's a full-time job that they're looking for a few new taste testers. And I thought, well, this is me. I, I love oh the lollies. God. I've been a fan for years. Um, and Which ones do you love? Name I one love Anna, them all. Alan's lollies. There's two that I don't that I don't love that, I, but I'd still eat them. And that's the the black cats and also the bananas. I don't really rate what do you them. Mean, what, what, but the, the bananas. But the, the only strawberries thing it... and creams, a pineapple, the raspberries. I love the retro mix. I love the teeth. And this is not oh, an the, ad for Not Alan's. the teeth. But not I the would, teeth. And on, that's a, you said a full time job. It's a full time. So job. your your gallivanting ways. Popping off to India yeah. and uh, England when they have an ash. That's but, over. You but, would be full-time at some factory. But I believe that I would be good at the job because if I mean, if I eat a packet of their snakes, I can tell which colour I'm eating without even looking at it. Candy, you, you'll put on about eight kilos in the first care. month and How that'll be the end of the job. Nah, nah, nah. The, the, What's it pay? Th- that I don't know. But I think you. It, it's, it's very something very specific, so I think it would pay quite well. Oh, you're no, not no. serious about no, this. No, I'm 100% serious. When did you serious? send that to the Daily Mail? No, that is I didn't. a dead set PR. Anyway, stuff. they've received an overwhelming amount that the, 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 it's crashed. The system's crashed. You, bet, you're anyway, telling me that you I wouldn't bet the want job that job. Sucks. Oh, no, it sounds great. No, I bet it sucks. It, it, it would you be testing lollies. experimental stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for that. You'd be a lab rat. Yep. <laughs> happy to be a lab rat at Allen's. Well, the only ones I like are the I like the bananas because there's nothing better than just chemicals and sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So hang on, what are Allen's? So they're the strawberries and cream. Oh, the raspberries, the the teeth, they make teeth. The pineapples, the snakes. What about the mint leaves? They're all right. You've got to be in. That's very sugary. Oh, they're they're good. Can I present to you? So where's that job going? You've just received a. Just well, I just said just. It's not going anywhere. Of course, it's not going anywhere. But But I want to know. What happens if it does? What happens if they go? (laughs) Candice Warner, you're our new taste tester. You're going to take a sixty thousand dollar a year job to taste lolly. (laughs) Yeah, probably I would. Hey, can I? I eat them for nothing. So why wouldn't I get it? Absolute dribble. Absolute dribble. Uh, I have a theory. So I'm an ice cream man. I'm yeah. not a lolly man. What flavour ice cream? Hokey well, pokey? the Magnum Classic is my go-to. And I can – I have a great technique out of a service station of how to just warm it enough so it cracks. You've got warm. to hold it in your hand because service station freezers are too cold, right? So you've well, got really? to, and, the, and the ice cream is too brittle then. Well, no, right? but here's my theory. Don't worry about the warming of the ice cream. It's the same company that makes Blue Ribbon. Blue Ribbon's not the same as it used to be. I think they're using the Blue Ribbon in the Magnum, their premium ice cream, and they've now got some lesser version of Blue. I think it's Paul's or Streets. I don't know who. (laughs) They're using lesser ice cream for their Blue Ribbon. 
care. This is a conspiracy theory, folks. This is this, this goes is down w- with some of the great conspiracy well, if theories. If someone's out there that knows, please tell us. Exactly. Well, I think there's more chance of that than Tiger Woods bunging it oh, on. Well, we'll see, won't All we? Right. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Uh, Cameron Smith, as we touched on an hour ago, he's up in the British Open by two. It's a great leaderboard, though. Rory's only three behind. Uh, Dustin Johnson, four behind. Scotty Scheffler, five behind. So um, he's still got work to do, a lot of work to do, Cam Smith, but looks great. Now, Rich and Candice, here's a question of after Novak Djokovic's Wimbledon win. As it stands, he's unlikely to be allowed to play at the US Open. I think I, I don't think things have changed there. And remember, he was deported from here, which carries a three-year ban. But the unvaxxed are now allowed here. So should Albo, because be a bit of positive publicity for him in this, should he overturn the ban? Candace, I'll start with you. Yes, I think he should. Um, because remember, it wasn't entirely all his fault as to what happened. It was a bit of a... Didn't he lie though? Yeah, but Tennis Australia also didn't do the right thing. Um, it was a real mix-up. I, I think he should be allowed back mm. um, now that the, the, the laws have changed. Richard? You're out of your mind. The, the, the bloke has been deported. He came here, told some porkies, yeah. so did Tennis Australia. Yeah. They got caught doing it. He got thrown out of the country. Albo won't make any, any mileage out of letting him back in. In fact, he might lose popularity fights. Yeah, but he's the, he's the soft, cuddly PM. It was the other PM that took it. It took an, it, it, let's, now, that's, you can Dan. not be aligned one way or the other, but you've got to admit that the ScoMo government took a great opportunity to get themselves... They, they saw Djokovic as the enemy, so they tried to rally all of Australia behind this one force of kicking this bloke out. All correct, but uh, let me tell you this. When it comes to borders, Aussies don't like people who are soft and cuddly. They want their borders as tight as a drum, and they'll want Albo to be absolutely firm on it. The bloke's been thrown out under the rules. Oh, we oh, have oh, those yeah. rules for a reason, and... That's it. Okay. He's out. I want a $200 bet with you, Richard, that he plays in the Australian Open. I think he will. Yeah. I think he will. I'm I... not saying he should. I'm saying I bet that the, the, the world has changed and he'll, you not know. Not that much. Okay. No, it has. Okay. No, it hasn't. Okay. Now, the most fortunate group <laughs> in sport, Candice, uh, the Australian cricketers, because they're embarrassing capitulation. Mm-hmm. Shameful capitulation in the second test against Sri Lanka. No one's noticed. We had an origin to talk okay, about. Yeah, we had but, all but these but other let's things. Let's put it into perspective wanted... as well. Yes, Candace. They were fielding for 180 overs oh, before that. Boo, I would boo. like to see hey, another team. Get out of the violin team. here, Dan. Yeah, but I would like to see any other team after fielding for 180 overs go in and try to do better. Why were they fielding for 180 overs? Yeah, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the capitulation. <laughs> the whole game was a capitulation. The that's, whole game that's why we're was not a talking about it. Exactly. Uh, now, the Big Bash schedule is out. 14-round competition again. Uh, 14 rounds. <laughs> Although my employer is it, a big involvement there, so I won't say any further, anything more. 14 rounds. Out. What did you say, Candice? Our internationals can play something like six? Yeah, so it looks like after the last test that finishes, I think it's January 8th, will allow the the international players play six regular games, the last six regular games, and then if they make the finals, it could be an extra three. Well, that's better. It is better. And the good thing is that I think all of them, all their home games will be played at home, so they won't be moved elsewhere. I think there's one game for the Thunder that will be played down in Canberra, but mm. all the rest are at home. The other thing is only one game will start after 8 p.m. So they're trying to get people back, like the crowds back to the yeah. games. Um, you know, they noticed what's going on with, with Origin and everything like that. So to generate more people back to the game and more interest, yeah. Right. yeah. That's good. It's better. Yeah, I, it is I, good. Uh, but the problem is they're contracted for another couple of years to 14 games. So that's what makes it difficult. I now, love the 14 games. No, you don't, Richard. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You, I do. I like watching many, it every night. It is a big jump from when it first started. There was eight. So, uh, yeah, it, it is a it is a big jump. Richard, you wouldn't watch every night of the Big Bash if Phil I Liggett do. was calling and Gabrielle Gattay was doing his cooking segment. You wouldn't watch the Big Bash every night. If they bring back the internationals, though, if, if the, the Aussie boys could come back. Okay, They're so you like watching money. just grade cricketers go around. Right. Let, let the boys have a go. 
Hey, best story of the week. We've run out of time, so we can't do much on this, but it has to be out of the subcontinent because a group of unemployed Indians created a fake 2020 league and lured in Russian gamblers. Now, the problem is is they got caught. They laid a bit of carpet on a paddock, had one camera on the makeshift pitch, and a graphic of the fake scores. I thought the witches' hats were the giveaway on the pitch. That's hilarious. Now, how bad a gambler do you have to be to be betting on this garbage? But but you know what? I'm pretty sure North Korea did something similar during the last World Cup. They staged their own World Cup so it looked like that North Korea was winning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's do, what happened. That's you know, just bizarre. North Korea has has had one live sporting event from outside North Korea. It was a World Cup game, I think in 14, Portugal, North Korea. It was wow. Cristiano Ronaldo. They were trailing 7-0. They cut the broadcast. <laughs> Never had a live sporting broadcast outside the country again. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Do you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, it's time to talk to this man, and uh, he's been with us from the get-go this year from Rusty's Garage, the podcast which you can get for free on the listener app. Morning, Rusty. Dan, good morning. Uh, the former umpire for F1. Now, we've spoken about this man. You love this man, Aussie Michael Massey, has spoken for the first time uh, since the controversial end of the season last year. Now, before you go, I you know, I can't be a hypocrite, and I said I thought he had a bit to answer for. Geez, they treated him harshly, though, after the events of uh, Abu Dhabi. The, the way that some people spoke about him on social media was terrible, and I don't think he was given anywhere near the support from the international governing body that he should have received. Now, in, in sport, you love your rugby league, for example, sometimes... In a high-stakes scenario, uh, uh, referees or umpires uh, do make mistakes, right? But but the good ones, you might have a, a tough conversation away from things with executive or whatever, but you put your arm around them, you figure out a way to keep them involved in the game because they've got a bloody lot to offer. And this guy has a huge amount to offer. And very, very sadly, mm. uh, he's no longer going to be a part of working for the international governing body. He has moved back to Australia. He has handled it, Dan, with all class. And I mean all yeah. class on the way out. So I just hope that he can land a, a good job in, in something domestically around motor racing because we need him. And it is the FIA's loss, in my opinion. Big mistake. Come on, supercars hiring. <laughs> now, Rusty, uh, Dan Ricardo uh, has taken to social media to shut down rumours about the F1 future. What do you make of that? You would have seen, Candace, probably some of the, the stuff. He, he actually went yeah. to the, the trouble of, of a detailed uh, quote uh, on his Instagram and social media and so on. And mm. Part of this is because McLaren has endeavoured to hire a champion IndyCar driver. There's a bit of a haggle over that between this guy's former employer as well. But the first thing everyone did was say, where in the McLaren family is this driver going to go? And does that have a knock-on effect for Dan Ricciardo's career? So it, it sent that that whole rumour mill uh, away again. So Dan's taken to social media to shut that down. He's committed to 2023. The team say the same. Um, and as I said on the show a couple of times on Saturday mornings, you don't just lose your talent overnight. It, it, he's obviously had a couple of tough moments, but it hasn't been a, an easy car for him to adapt to either. Uh, yeah. It, well, he's imp- his results seem to be improving ever so slightly, Correct. Rusty, but they seem to be going in the right direction. Correct, and and closer on par, Dan, to his teammate. That's the most yeah, that's important the thing. If I've got two guys that are that are going the same direction, that's what's important. Bit of douchebag about Norris. I know you won't say it, but he's got a bit. He's got <laughs> a bit too much swagger. That bloke. Now, a bit of tension between the two top teams uh, in the supercars. Rusty, I could ask you this same question every single year, but it happened this year uh, in Townsville. Yep, and and in some ways we kind of like it. Of course, so we do. Final corner battle, two heavyweight teams. You've got Anton Di Pasquale, an emerging star in the Dick Johnson Racing Mustang. You've got Shane Van Gisbergen, who's doing mighty things in that, that Red Bull Commodore. Uh, Anton decided to have a crack into the final turn, made contact with, with Shane, who spun. Anton endeavoured to redress it before they got to the finish line, but Shane was having nothing of it. Now, I reckon if we had a quiet little lemonade later, Shane wouldn't have liked being turned around. That's point number one. But... I reckon he would have admired the fact that the other bloke had a go. We need a bit more of that in supercars, and that's uh, that's been a good thing. That's what it's built. I listened to a podcast with Tony Cochran. I'm, I'm going off 
uh, he, he basically rejuvenated. He invented supercars, Candace. So it went from the touring cars. Now, this is his mantra. You need this stuff. You need tension. You, you need us versus them. We, Rusty's right. We need more of this stuff. <laughs> All right. yeah, people, people, because of social media, are, are afraid, afraid rather to wear the black cap nowadays and to be the, 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 the bad guy or whatever. I, I, I think sometimes we need a bit of we, bit of we need a bit of that rivalry. We need to stop being so politically correct with some things and, and, and you know get into it. Roll our sleeves up and get into it. All right, beautiful. Uh, we're all on the same page. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. They bring us Rusty each and every week. Talk to you next Saturday, Rusty. There you go. Thank, Thank you. you. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. The list of grievances coming up after this. Engineered beyond tough. Become a Dead Set Legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. All right. It's been great to have Richard back, hasn't it, Candice? It's been so good. We, we Jeez, did miss you. There was a pause there. Oh, there was a pause there. I know, Thank but you. yeah, we there did was miss a, you. There was an th- awkward pause. I heard it. I hope you're back next week, anyway. Rich. Not because we like having you here, but I'm sick of that camera go up your nose. Um, it's not your greatest <laughs> angle, really? Rich. I've got to be, it's right up your nostril. Anyway, uh, let's do this. <laughs> the list of grievances. Dan, we've been away from air travel now for three years. No one's had any any experience of air travel. I reacquainted myself with air travel in the last few weeks. What an awful experience it is. It still is. But the one thing that really gets up my nose... I know, mixing with people. ...are the announcements. Terrible. Yes. No, the announcements. How inane can they possibly be? They're making announcements about every little thing that goes on in the aircraft. It's like when when the plane lands... Pick up your baggage, put one step after the other, keep breathing, and exit the plane down the stairs. I mean, really, do we need to know about this stuff? I mean, and then the, the pilot comes on. Who wants to hear from the pilot? I don't care what he's got to say about the weather or, you know, how long the flight has been Bit or whether he's ahead of time. Just fly the plane. <laughs> I don't, don't, you're interrupting my movie. Oh, while you're laying you know, in business And it stops the class. movie. Jeez. Okay, Rich, now you promised you weren't going to do that as a grievance. You're going to do a certain race of people. Go on. What are you talking about, Dan? Well, you you hate a certain race of people. Go on. That makes me a racist. I do not hate a certain race of people. Not if they're Americans. If they're Americans, you won't be called a racist. Oh, that's not a race. That's a nationality. No, Americans are... Americans... I, I encountered a few while I was away. I've forgotten how boring they are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just un- incredibly boring. They think their boring little lives are so important and they're so theatrical about the whole thing. And I'm nodding off. I couldn't be bothered listening to them. I just get up and walk away. Yeah. And I never see them again, the so what do I care? I happen to agree with you there. With they, Americans? Yes, or, with, or the, with, the, with Americans. They annoy me. Oh, what about what if you had to sit next to an American on a plane? The music's no, run out. No. The music. Well, that's <laughs> what's great about the mask now. You just keep the mask on. It just cuts out yeah. all uh, social interactions. You should be loving it. <laughs>